Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome back. I'm Carl Mack and this is Combat Chronicles. Only a short one today. If you want to hear my thoughts on the big boxing well what should have been a super fight but became a bit of an oddity in the lead up and during the fight between Tiafimo Lopez and Josh Taylor head on over to the Patreon there's more of my thoughts on UFC 289 over there as well but for all you guys on the regular feed I couldn't withhold my thoughts on the return of Chucky himself Charles Oliveira defeating Benil Dariush by first round TKO wow I mean I'm going to plonk the audio in here hope you enjoy it let me know your thoughts uh, on a potential rematch between Charles Oliveira and Isla Makachev at the usual place over on Twitter at Combat CR. But if you want to join in with discussion with like-minded folks as well, head on over to www.patreon.com slash Combat Chronicles for more bonus content like this. Well, with this much time left in the round, Oliveira needs something big. He can make that happen. Charles Oliveira, his fight with Islam Makachev appears to be a bit of a blip. He's gone straight back to what he used to do when he just walked people down, walk sorry, not people, walk elite, dangerous lightweights down, be an absolute menace on the ground if they were to get him there to the point that uh, they'd rather fight standing up, walk him down, hit him with an array of fucking hard power shots and be one of the best finishers in all of mixed martial arts history. And unfortunately, it's Benil Darish that found this out this time. And actually, it wasn't just a case of him not engaging. This is one of Charles Oliveira's most impressive wins, in my opinion, and I'm going to tell you why. Michael Chandler's quite flaky. Uh, Gaethje and Poirier did not really want to engage with Charles on the ground. There's this thing with Charles Oliveira that, you know, he's really dangerous on the feet, but he's so dangerous on the mat, people just don't want to go there with him. And that allows him to keep it on the feet um, standing, where he's become increasingly dangerous. And he will just fucking walk people down, pressurise them, force them into bad decisions, and, and, and put it on them. And basically, that's kind of what we saw here, except for the fact that Benil Darish is very comfortable on the ground. And perhaps even more so than that, Benil Darish looked really, really strong. Um, well known for his long and wide back, but, you know, Oliveira, I think Paul Felder said, um, oh, he's Paul Guard. He did not Paul Guard. Definitely did not. He... Um, 
yeah, sort of an over-under on, on Darius, tried to get towards the cage, and I think he was going to sort of try and either trip him or, or push him back to the cage, and Darius just belly-flopped on him and, and, and was in Charles's guard. And actually, Charles, Charles was able to counteract Benny's uh, attempts to... Uh, pass him uh, leg entanglements and heel hook attempts but also Darius was able to get out of them and then get back into Charles's guard and actually they both sort of seem to cancel each other out what's really impressive about this is that when Oliveira wanted to get up he went fuck it got up sprung his feet got under it pushed Benil Darius off got it back to the feet walked him down and just went I'm just going to end this fight that's what was mind blowing about this he straight from the get go threw the right high kick and he just caught Darius and went there you go are going to set the tone, walk you down and set the tone. And then when he wanted to end the fight, walked him down, set the tone, another right eye kick, threw a, a, a number of right hands at him, um, round the guard, through the guard, dropped him, just basically gave him no breathing room whatsoever. And Darius just capitulated. And Oliveira's all over him, knee on belly, uh, right, he's, he's back straight off the bat. Um, there's no choke there. Darius is scrambling, hitting him with hammer fists, goes knee on belly, drops down ground and pound then postures up, drops some more, then he's on top of him in half guard, pounding away, and Oliveira just completely destroys Benil Darush without much effort. The only uh, point where there was any effort was when Charles Oliveira and Benil Darush on the ground in between the two uh, ground sequence, uh, the two standing up portions of the fight. And what's particularly interesting about that is how active Oliveira was off his back. It might seem innocuous to punch people and elbow people, and actually, you know, if you're a former cruiserweight champion, like Kovatsky, as we saw at KSW last week, it's not always innocuous punching someone off your back because he fucking destroyed that fella and sparked him straight out uh, in his MMA debut, no less. Um, but Oliveira, you know, he's throwing elbows off his back. He's really short elbows. He's throwing punches. If you got Islam Makachev on you, on you, and you can get some space, one of those innocuous-looking elbows might cut him, might get blood in his eye. These are the kind of things you do need to do. You need to be active. Um... And as we have found out, this fight was a title eliminator, only set for three rounds. Didn't really matter because uh, Charles Oliveira likes taking people out as quickly as possible. Um, but, you know, he is going to get a title shot. And the weirdest thing about it is, and I spoke about the first Oliveira Makachev fight. I think I did. Was that one of the quote unquote live podcasts I did where I just watched the card and spoke about it and then dropped it immediately? I think it might have been. Um, in my opinion, the quote-unquote old Oliveira came out in that fight. been a lot of talk about Charles Oliveira over the years. And what's great about him is, you know, he's spent most of his career in the limelight of the UFC. And we've just seen his whole career play out. He has been really heavily scrutinised. And there was a point where he was only scrutinised by hardcore fans because no one really cared about him. You know, he was a fun action fighter that, you know, he wasn't a headliner. You know, the, hard, the hardcore fans enjoyed him but were like, oh, fuck, why can't he get over the hump? He's got so much talent. This bloke's so much fun to watch. And it kind of... He'd fallen into that fun and uh, flawed, fun but flawed action fighter role. Fucking dangerous. Which is why the title run was so improbable. It's kind of a bit like Robbie Lawler, really. Lawler and Charles Oliveira, they both come on with fanfare, you know, of their early careers. Get found out somewhat. Fall into a career of essentially being nearly men or, you know, dependable action fighters. And late in their career, Lawler later in terms of age, but basically around the same sort of time in terms of active cage uh, careers they both put it all together and become fantastic champions with action packed title reigns and it means so much more because of it 
with Robbie Lawler getting over the hump was, you know, being disciplined enough to think, no, Joe, fuck, I'm back in the UFC, I am going to make 170. And then he's able to put it all together. With Charles Oliveira, it's very much a case of comfort. He wasn't, you know, Robbie Lawler, no one's ever going to think that he was not comfortable in fights. He was a fucking warmonger. But Charles Oliveira, he liked to go to war, but when people could take it, when people could absorb it, people could soak it up and put it back on him, he seemed to check out in fights. And actually, against his son Makachev, it was like, ah, oh, there we go. He's checked out with that one. But it's to do with comfort. It's not a case of, he doesn't like getting it. He don't give a fuck. It's not a case of, um, he's scared of getting hurt. Um, we see him bounce back pretty pretty easily in fights. He gets hurt, jumps back up, and he kicks your ass. It's a case of comfort. I think against Makachev, and in other fights, when he wasn't as well-versed in MMA, when he wasn't as all-round skilled, when he didn't have that excellent approach, when he wasn't as good a pressure fighter and, and wasn't as capable a striker to the extent that he knew, do you know what? I only need another second in this, and I can turn it back round. Against Makachev, I think he thought this guy's a bit too strong. I actually can't get this guy anywhere. Can't get it going on the feet. He's too strong on the ground, and as soon as that head arm, uh, head and arm choke was placed on, Charles seemed to tap without much resist, resistance, and that was like, ah, that's the old Charles Oliveira. I'm saying all this because he's going to go into a fight with Islam Makachev, a fight in which, as I just said, he lost very clearly, and I have no faith for him whatsoever to win that fight. But I'm fucking excited because he makes me believe. He makes me believe that if anyone can fucking do it, if anyone can turn it around, especially with the added data he's now got on the Volkanovski fight, and and the fact he can rewatch his fight with Makachev, if anyone can turn it around and make a fucking abject misery of a fight become the most incredible uh, victory you've ever seen, it's Charles Oliveira. He's just got this about him. He's just an absolute savage. I just, as I say, against Benil Darius, he was like, "Fuck this, it's over." It's going to take you out, walk you down, take you out, force you in a place you don't want to be and beat the shit out of you. Okay? I think Islam Makachev's going to beat him in much the same way, but if anyone can go, nah, not today. It's Charles Oliveira. The guy is a fucking savage. That word was ubiquitous online, wasn't it? Savage, fucking savage. This is savage. He's a savage. She's a savage. They're a savage. Um, He is savage. He's just got so many ways he can hurt you. He's such a violent fella. He is, you know, the heir apparent to Robbie Lawler. And the way that I thought that Justin Gaethje might have been for a bit, but there's a fella who is quite actually uh, a bit flaky. Showed it, you know, it's not like he hasn't been in wars, but you can get to Gaethje. You can get Oliveira, but then he's got something else he can do, and that's what Gaethje doesn't really have. When the when the going gets tough for Gaethje, he will just go, well, I'm going to have to fucking have it out with you. And that's when he gets himself in a bad situation. Kind of similar to what I said about Josh Taylor earlier, or pressure fighters as they get older. When there's nothing to fall back on and they can't get out of the way, they get themselves splattered. With Charles Oliveira, he has something else he can do. He can take it to the ground. He can fall down. You might go after him, and that's when he's going to take you out. And that's what Gaethje and Poirier didn't want to do. They go, fuck that, this guy's out. That's when he's at his most dangerous. The thing is, with Islam Makachev, so responsible on the ground, he does not really. He's not really concerned about that sort of stuff whatsoever. It's up to Charles Oliveira to prove that he's got the nails to keep it on the feet. And actually, I think you know, even though we saw Makachev uh, implement a quite basic but more impressive striking game than we thought, um, I don't think he's got anything for Charles Oliveira on the feet. If Charles feels comfortable enough standing, he didn't feel comfortable standing. I don't think he looked terrible. Um, standing and on the ground against Makachev but I have belief that he can make it more intriguing love to know what you think about that as always 
hit me up on Twitter at CombatCR. Let me know your thoughts. Do you think that Charles Oliveira versus Islam Makachev 2 is intriguing, even though as a title fight rematch, it shouldn't be? It shouldn't be intriguing at all, should it? We've seen it. We've seen it take place, but I don't know, man. Charles Oliveira, it's like that fight never happened. He just continued. He's exactly the same guy as he was before the Makachev fight. All other lightweights, beware, basically. If you want to fight this guy, he's going to beat the fucking shit out of you. There's only one guy out there, I think, at lightweight at least currently, who's got the better of him. And that's the champion. There's no one else I want to see fight Islam Makachev. It was Benil Dariush. I thought to myself, oh, let's see a different fight. Let's see Dariush get a title shot. Because I think stylistically... Given his um, uh, counter-wrestling is, as I say, as I said earlier, is it grappling ability? The fact that Makachev's not a big banger, that really wouldn't play into one of uh, Benil Darius's uh, portraits, which is, you know, he can be flashed, he can be uh, he can be stung. And he's a big banger. He can bang with a left hand. And he, can just, he just kind of throws in a weird motion that he just catches you out of place because he's sort of off rhythm. Um, and in this, he was kind of... Limited to a couple of straight lefts early, which did get through, and that ground and pound. Charles was able to soak it up. I don't think Makachev would be able to soak it up. I don't think he is all that durable. I've got concerns about him. I do think he um he can wear shots quite badly. So now it's down to Charles Oliveira to prove that he can take a little bit of what would have made Benil Darius an interesting proposition, add that to his own game, and then do what he does best. And I think it's a fucking tough ask. But hey, if there's anyone out there that can do it, it's Charles Oliveira, and he's not Benil Darius off the guy I thought was the most interesting contender or the most worthy contender. No one fucking deserves him more than Charles Oliveira. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.